and welcome to the return of the Barley Snyder Legal Update Podcast. It's been a minute, listeners. Remember, as always, Barley Snyder is a full-service business law firm with over 100 attorneys practicing out of offices located in central Pennsylvania and Maryland. My name is David Friedman, and I am the host of the Barley Snyder Legal Update Podcast. I'm a partner with Barley Snyder's Employment Practice Group, and I'm the chair of the firm's Education Practice Group. I focus my practice on labor and employment litigation, higher education law, and business immigration. Before we get started, please, listeners, understand that the information provided during episodes of Barley Snyder's Legal Update podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice or as a substitute for legal counsel. If you have questions about your legal situation or about how to apply information discussed in this episode to your situation, you should consult an attorney for assistance. The workplace has changed since many of us left our physical offices more than a year ago. And as workforces return to in-person operations around Pennsylvania and across the country, human resource personnel and managers are experiencing unprecedented challenges. Employment litigation is increasing as our IRS and U.S. Department of Labor audits and other scrutiny of employee benefit plans. It is crucial that employers, executives, managers, and corporate directors with benefit plan responsibilities understand their roles and duties related to such plans. In today's post-pandemic business world, risk management is critical. Many businesses are facing down an avalanche of new or updated regulations they may have never needed to pay attention to before, but are essential to their everyday operations now. The pandemic has forced federal, state, and local governments to create new employment laws that managers and human resources officials most likely had no experience handling before the pandemic. With all of these factors coming together fast, businesses are scrounging for solutions, what seems to be the most beneficial answer and the most cost-effective one is legal training to minimize a company's risk. Training educates all levels of stakeholders at a business and could save a company thousands of dollars in future legal fees. But how does a business start putting together a legal compliance training agenda? Well, lucky for you listeners, we have with us today just the person to help you get started. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce the chair of Barley Snyder's Employment Law Group, Jill Welsh, who joins us now to talk about why employment training and professional development is so important for businesses right now. Jill, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Dave, for hosting these podcasts. And as always, it's a pleasure to be with you. Great. So Jill, first off, you've been on the phones. You've been handling those Zoom calls. You've been talking to clients and others. How much are folks asking you about employment legal compliance training right now? Actually, we put the piece out announcing our various training programs, and we've got about 15 training programs on our menu. And within minutes of putting it out to all of our clients and our business contacts, uh, we started to receive calls about how we could get uh, on the agenda to schedule some of these employment training issues. Um, and I think, David, the pandemic really shined a spotlight on how management was well-equipped or not well-equipped 
to deal with these sudden changes of um, employment-related issues related to COVID. So things like the FMLA, um, managing disabilities in the workplaces, getting information out to managers to, to see red flags in the workplace when it comes to disabilities, when it comes to these issues. I think it really shined a spotlight on companies' vulnerabilities and the ways that they could improve training their managers on these frontline issues. And so we've started to get uh, a lot of calls just in the last couple of days when we put out notification of our training programs. And you know, each year we hold a employment law seminar for all of our clients. Uh, we just held one in May. So often at these events, the HR managers who attend will come to us and say, boy, I wish my managers knew this information or I wish I could share this with my bosses, with the owners of the company, so that they could understand how important training is and how it really has the ability to limit our risk. The training programs that we've put in place are really an outgrowth of that feedback to equip HR managers, company owners, and CEOs with the tools to manage the risk in their workplace. So that's, that brings up a great point. What we're talking about here is, is not just training for HR managers. Of course, HR managers necessarily need that training, but this, is, this, this can be broader training for frontline managers or, or mid-level executives about how to navigate these compliance issues, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because those frontline managers are the folks who are dealing with employees on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the better equipped those managers are to see the red flags, to understand the issues that the employees are raising in the workplace, how to investigate and how to deal with them, the better uh, equipped the company will be to manage that risk. Yeah. And that's always been the case. But of course, the pandemic, as with so many other things, has, has really driven home the point uh, of why that's so important. And really now there's just a whole, a wide array of other issues that have to be addressed. You know, I know just from my experience, for example, I've had a lot of folks calling me up, asking me questions about issues related to Form I-9 compliance. You know, we, can we do the remote Form I-9 process of, of having employees verify their identity and their authorization to work in the United States? Can we do that remotely? Can we continue to do it remotely if um, some of our workforce is in is physically there and some is operating virtually. Or, you know, let's say we've all come back now, but we were doing remote uh, Form I-9 compliance during the pandemic and the shutdown. What do we have to do now? That's, a, that's an example of, of calls that I get. Uh, what are some of the really hot topics that you've had people ask you about when it comes to employment training? Sure. So probably the top four, I'll give you hot topics that we've had on the agenda. First of all, diversity and inclusion, which pretty much started with the whole Me Too movement on the sexual harassment issues, had morphed into the Black Lives Matter movement. And that triggered a whole new interest among employers to train their workers, train their managers as well as their HR folks on diversity efforts, inclusion efforts. And so the training that we provide really gives the, an understanding of the legal backdrop as to why it's important to have these kinds of programs in the workplace. And what are the risks 
if you don't have it. Because as you and I both know, we litigate employment cases and we understand that the first line of defense for companies is to have those policies in place and to train their managers on those policies. So it really is an important aspect of a defense against these kinds of claims. The second highest in demand topic would be remote work and all of its ramifications, right? Because remote work touches on not only the the infrastructure and the and the networks that we have in place, but things like cybersecurity, mm-hmm. um, wage and hour issues. How do we handle setting up remote work agreements? Who is eligible? Who's the best kind of candidate for a remote work arrangement? And what kind of rules should we have in place? Um, so that's probably been the number two hottest seller when it comes to training both prior to the pandemic and during the pandemic. Social media is always a really important aspect of the employer-employee relationship. And so we do get requests for social media training, what's permissible, what's impermissible, what crosses the line when it comes to posts on social media. Uh, So that's a really important one. And then I would say finally, how to grapple with the challenges of Family Medical Leave Act, Americans with Disabilities Act, and workers' compensation. I call it the Bermuda Triangle of employment laws. It is a challenge that keeps on giving. It never goes away. And with the pandemic, I think it really elevated folks' awareness of, boy, we really need to be equipped to deal with and recognize these issues. And so that's where the training comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, there's been more than one business that has gotten caught in that uh, so-called Bermuda Triangle and has found it extremely difficult to find its way out. But I'm sure there are folks uh, who work for businesses in our communities here in central Pennsylvania that are listening to this and saying, no, we don't need employment training. We, we, we don't need that. Our people have been studying everything from the last year. We're good. Which, of course, we know is very unlikely if, they've, if they have that type of attitude what type of liabilities are businesses opening themselves up to? Sure. So we have to put into context the political dynamic that we're in right now, right? So it's almost as if all things old are new again. The pendulum that had once swung from the Obama administration, which was very enforcement driven um, when it came to the laws that we deal with in the employment realm, swung to the other end of the spectrum under the Trump administration, where there was a lot of rollback of enforcement actions in the wage and hour area, in the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and partly through defunding those agencies as well. Well, now under the Biden administration, the pendulum is swinging back the other way. And we're seeing a lot of reversal of the Trump administration executive orders and new focus at the agency level on enforcement. So, you know, for example, take the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which is the agency that you and I deal with quite a bit when we deal with employment litigation. They're aiming to bring on board 450 more staff members to investigate, process and prosecute claims of discrimination and harassment in the workplace. Add to that the Supreme Court decisions that just came down that expanded the scope of sex discrimination to include transgender and gender identity issues as well, it is very much worth a refresher uh, when it comes to employment training, even for those companies that think that they've got it under wraps and they've got a handle on it. 
how to deal with these new decisions and a new administration that is laser focused on enforcement and bringing systemic litigation claims against companies. That's an important one. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think right on that point, Jill, with you know, going back and forth, I think a lot of businesses are getting whiplash from these changes in administration. But you know, the the number you just uh, dropped on the 450 additional EEOC investigators, boy, that's a lot of new knuckles uh, knocking on businesses' doors. So um, certainly, the level of interaction with those agencies is going to going to go up substantially. And so businesses really need to have their ducks in a row uh, in advance of getting those calls from the EEOC. Sure. Oftentimes we get the question, well, you know, what's, what's the real risk? How much is this really going to cost me? Right. And, you know, the EEOC tracks the amount of dollars it recovers for victims every year as part of its annual budget. The most recent data we have available, you know, the EEOC recovered almost $70 million for sexual harassment claimants alone from 2018. Uh, so we see that number increasing. Another area that I litigate and that we provide training on is wage and hour litigation and wage and hour issues and how to be compliant with a whole host of complicated wage and hour laws. And in that context, employers can be at risk for not just one disgruntled employee to bring a claim, right? but to class action litigation that's incredibly costly to defend. Those settlements get published every year as well. And some of the recent settlements that we've seen against major corporations like MetLife, TGI Fridays, T-Mobiles are upwards of $50 million, $19 million, $17 million. So the, the litigation consequences and the cost to companies can be extreme if they don't focus on uh, compliance as part of their initiatives. So wage and hour class action litigation for uh, those employers who are not willing to really look at their own operations and try to figure out what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. That should be incentive enough for businesses out there to reach out to you. But you know, what are some of the under the radar topics that could become very important in the next year as far as you see those things? Right. So one of the aspects that we also focus on here at Barley Snyder is an employee benefits practice area that's led by our colleague, Mark Smith. And he focuses on fiduciary litigation, the requirement and obligation of the folks who are running your benefit plans, the folks who are administering your short-term disability plans, your incentive compensation plans, your 401k plans, all of those kinds of plans that you have as part of the benefit offerings for your employees have this fiduciary component to them. And so Mark goes out and he provides training on, well, just what are those fiduciary obligations that companies have towards their employees through these employee benefit plans? Um, And that's a really important piece for, for folks to keep an eye on. Because under the Biden administration, there is, again, new focus on whether companies are complying with their fiduciary obligations to their employees. And another component that we offer as part of our training offerings is how to serve on a board of directors. So many of us, as part of our outreach to the community and companies' involvement in the community, they like to serve on nonprofit boards as a way to build that community involvement. But with that also comes some fiduciary obligations. 
And so one of the offerings that we have is nonprofit board of director training to keep folks aware of their fiduciary obligations and their obligations serving on those boards. Well, that's a, a really interesting menu of training opportunities that are out there. So if uh, someone's listening to this podcast and they're convinced and they want to get started on a setting up a training agenda for their management personnel, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Sure. You can feel free to call me at 717-399-1521 or email me at jwelch at barley.com. Um, and I can serve as the point person for discussing the training offerings that you would like. And we can tailor the training session to whichever audience you'd like to target, to the time frame that you have. Maybe it's a one hour or one and a half hour lunch and learn where you invite your managers to come in uh, and brush up on their compliance versus a, a full day or a half a day of training on a whole host of uh, employment law issues. So we can really tailor it to whatever your needs are, whatever suits your company the best. Jill, all of this was very useful information. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Dave. My pleasure. It's always good to come on and to to talk to you. No problem. Well, again, if anyone is looking for more information on employment law compliance training and professional development, please contact Jill Welsh at our firm, or you can find more information on these programs at barley.com. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen and learn today. And just so everyone knows, we have a new schedule of podcasts coming out over the next few months with guests from throughout our region and a number of different attorneys from our firm talking about some of the biggest legal challenges facing businesses in central Pennsylvania and beyond. If you want to stay up to date with our podcast schedule, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And that'll also help you not to miss any of our Barley Snyder client alerts, news updates, or webinars. Until next time, don't let the summer get away from you. Get out there and enjoy it before it's gone. But don't forget the sunscreen. Thanks very much, folks. We'll see you soon. Barley Snyder Legal Update Show.